Pastor Xavier Reese and the simple truths of exercising your gift as unto the Lord. Today we need in the church those who know and are willing to exercise their gifts faithfully. As unto the Lord, not man, recognizing the responsibility and accountability, even though they may never be spoken about or known by most people. God hears and sees you as you're living for Him. God knows everything you do. He misses nothing. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Once appointed, the twelve apostles each began serving in ministry under Jesus. And because they all naturally came with various temperaments, Jesus was able to use them in different ways. And just like the body of Christ operates today, some ministries are inherently more visible than others, while all are equally important to the whole. And as Pastor Xavier begins another Simple Truths character study today, we'll hear of one apostle who faithfully served a ministry somewhat out of the spotlight, James, the son of Alphaeus. The Bible is full of information regarding the people that are recorded in the Scriptures, allowing us to learn from them as we see the work of God in their lives. It exhorts us in our potential in Christ to yield. But on the other hand, there are those who are like trees, having but one or two leaves. Very little is known about them, and at times, absolutely nothing at all, outside of just their name being mentioned. In fact, three of the last four apostles are of this kind. We know absolutely nothing about them. Their names are in order in Matthew chapter 10, and we've kind of been following that order. It is James, the son of Alphaeus, Lebeus, whose surname was Thaddeus, and Simon the Canaanite. The last Judas Iscariot, we have much information. Tonight we want to look at James, the son of Alphaeus, and in view of three things. The little we know about James. Secondly, the lack of information that is a common practice in the Bible. And then thirdly, the lessons that God wants us to learn from James. Let's begin with the little we know about James. Let's see what it does say. The man James, he is known as the son of Alphaeus. The name Alphaeus identified with Two other apostles, as you've been with us in our study. The apostle Matthew is known as Levi, the son of Alphaeus. Mark 2.14 tells us that. The sons of Zebedee, the sons of Thunder, were the sons of Alphaeus. Matthew 10.3, Mark 15.40. This James is distinct from other men called James. He is distinct from James, the sons of Zebedee, though we see the tie of the same name. He is distinct from James, the Lord's brother, which is mentioned in Matthew 13, 55, along with the sisters of Jesus in Mark 6, 3. He is distinct from James, 
the father of Judas, that's mentioned in Luke 6.16 and Acts 1.13. He, in fact, is the leader of the fourth group. Remember, there's three groups of four in the apostles. The first one that begins each group is the leader. The only one that we have much information about, and there would not be enough time and enough studies to do, is Judas Iscariot, an interesting individual. Yet it would be a great mistake to think of the third group as inferior to the prior two, or less important in the category of the 12 apostles. But isn't that the way we usually think? We think of order, pecking order, of those that are the biggies, those that are the most talented. God looks upon man in a whole different way. God sets order. He sets people. He sets positions. He endows us with gifts. Not because some of us are better than others. But because he's sovereignly wise, he knows what's best, and he knows what he wants to accomplish. And he does it. The twelve, remember, were chosen from many disciples of Jesus. Keep that in mind always. John 6, 26 and 27 says, Many walk with Jesus for the mere physical benefit. Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Crowds followed Jesus, many disciples. But here he says, you guys are following me because of the benefits the charge is clear. Rather than following Jesus for spiritual reasons, they were following him for the physical benefits he was providing their users. They reverse Matthew 6.33. Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things that the Gentiles live for will be added unto you. They add the things first, then the kingdom. John also tells us in John 6, 66 and 71 that many turned away from him when he asked them for complete commitment. Listen to him. He says, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe that and know that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered to them, Did I not choose you, the twelve, and one of you is a devil? He spoke, of course, of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. For it was he who would betray him, being one of the twelve. Stop and think. We know he sent 70 out. But what I've just read to you is many more. He chose twelve. We might play baseball and choose somebody on our team and regret it after the fact. 
But Jesus made no mistake. He did it through an entire night of prayer to the Father. These were the ones that God knew would do the job. That's why it's so important that we learn from every one of them and to realize the incredible flexibility of God in using all kinds of different types of people. That we might rest in the work of God. That we might have our eyes on the throne of God, not upon man. It's so important. Now, the name James means surplanter, conniver, flimflam man. <laughs> In the Hebrew, it's Jacob. You remember Jacob? He um, was a conniver. He learned it from his mother. <laughs> the son of Isaac, the surplanter, was brought to the end of himself by God. Always having an ace in the hole, always having a second plan, always leaning on his own understanding, always making vows to God but not keeping. And God had to bring him to the end of himself. He is called James the less, whose brother was Joseph. Mark 15, 40 tells us that. So now we get another identity of him. James the less, who had a brother named Joseph. The word for less there in Mark 15, 40 is mikros, which means little, least, small, or less. The context will determine that. It is used for the little children who were caused to stumble by another, and Jesus warned against that in Matthew 18, 6. So in that context, speaking about little children. It is used of the mustard seed, which is the least of the seeds of the herbs in the parable of the sower in Mark 4.31. There it's talking about size. It is used of Zacchaeus, who was of little stature, and that's why he climbed up in the tree to see Jesus in Luke 19.3. There it's talking about height. It is used of men in authority, small and great, in Revelation 11.18. There it's talking about influence and power and authority. Now, his name could refer that he was younger, maybe in contrast to James, one of the brothers of Zebedee. That's a possibility. His name could also refer to the fact that he was small in influence and popularity. But most likely here in the listing that we find in comparisons of all of them, it probably refers to his stature. Because certainly, God would not be listing them as more influential than another. So most likely it fits to his stature. Now, his identity as a son of Alphaeus results in many interesting possibilities. Because of the lack and the little information we have, but these are some possibilities. The father of James, Alphaeus, is also identified as Cloopas or Clopas in John 19.25. You remember Clopas? He was one of the two men to whom Jesus appeared on the road to Emmaus in Luke 24.18. Clopas was the husband of Mary, who is said to be the sister of Mary, the mother of Jesus, who was at the cross along with the mother of the sons of Zebedee. 
in Luke 24, 18 and John 19, 25. Some say three Marys are listed there. Others say four, and they make a distinction. And they make the sister of Mary one, and then Mary, the wife of Cleopas, another. That's a real possibility also. But since it is unlikely that a mother would name two daughters Mary, though we know George Foreman named 13 of his sons George, <laughs> some interpret the word sister to mean sister-in-law. That would mean that she was married to the brother of Joseph, the supposed father of Jesus. That would mean that James, the son of Alphaeus, would be the cousin of Jesus and John the Baptist, if that is so. But if Mary of Cleopas is another Mary, distinct from the sister of Mary, the mother of Jesus, then she is Salome, the wife of Zebedee, the mother of James and John. So because of the little information, we can't be clear. But those are potentials. James, the son of Alphaeus, could also be the brother of Matthew, whose father's name was Alphaeus. That's another potential. There's no way of knowing for sure. These are only possibilities. But as we are students of the Word of God, we want to study, look, scrutinize, compare, and make sure that our assumptions and our guesses are as close to Scripture as possible, and to also qualify them by saying, if we're absolutely wrong, it makes no difference. But we're trying to do our study as careful as possible, making these comparisons. Doesn't depend on your salvation. Doesn't depend on the second coming of Christ. <laughs> but but it, it's, it's interesting that you start thinking about all this, how, how God works through close relationships, families and friends, when he makes a move. In my own life, you know, God saved my brother, then he saved me. He started saving our friends, started saving our kung fu students, uh, our families, our cousins. I mean, it just works. Rawls in ministry, I'm in ministry. My brother-in-law Gary's in ministry. And there's other guys. And it, God just kind of swooped down and grabbed a whole cluster of us and poured his spirit out. And our constant prayer is that God would use us to Pass the baton to a new generation, those young men who have a fire for God, who are in love with God, that they would grab the word of God and go out and minister to their generation. That's what it's all about. The ministry of James. He was an apostle by meeting the qualifications. He had seen the Lord and testified of him and the resurrection from personal knowledge. That's one of the qualifications of that of being an apostle in Acts 1, 21 and 22. Uh, Paul says that he met that qualification in 1 Corinthians 9, 1. Throughout the Acts, we see it also. He had been immediately called to that office by Christ. Luke 6, 13, Paul uses and says he was called directly. Galatians 1, 1. He's in the list after an entire night in prayer. 
He partook of the power of working miracles, which Paul points to to qualify him as an apostle. Certainly the Great Commission that is given in Mark 16.20, the events of miracles in Acts 2.43, and Paul makes reference in 1 Corinthians 12.8-11. Now the twelve apostles therefore could not have had successors then. We need to understand that. They were and are the only authoritative teachers of the Christian doctrine. There is no other apostles today that are writing New Testament books. Now, there are a lot of pastors that write books, but they're not being added to the Bible. In fact, you will have to examine their books against the Bible to make sure that they're not contradicting or adding or taking away from the Bible. The Bible is the one that sifts everything else. Now, the office of an apostle extended beyond the twelve, as you know, distinct from the twelve. Paul makes that very clear throughout his epistles, and he calls others apostles, but distinct from the twelve. In fact, the same word apostolos is translated messenger as well as apostle. One of the places is 2 Corinthians 8.23. The attempt to equate oneself with the authority of one of the twelve for today's church is a bit presumptuous. And there are those in the church who pick up the title of apostle. I always like to qualify, say, what do you mean by that? And they use this to have some kind of authority over people. They cannot be questioned. No. Everybody's questionable. Everybody has to be in accord with the scriptures. The modern day apostle, we could say, is anyone who goes out because it means one sent out. But perhaps more on target would be a missionary, one sent out. So a missionary today would meet that office. In the secondary sense, or as we're Christians and believers, we get grounded, we all have a responsibility to go out and reach the lost. So we're all sent out into the world. James, without doubt, was present at many of the miracles that Jesus performed, the feeding of the 5,000, the healing of the blind man, the restoring of Malchazir in the garden, the calming of the Sea of Galilee, as Jesus said to the wind, be muzzled. He was one of the twelve sent down to cast out demons, heal the sick, proclaim the gospel to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Jesus called his twelve disciples together, and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure the illnesses in Luke 9, 1. As we move on in the list, keep that in mind about Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot did miracles. He laid hands on people and healed them. He cast out demons. Think about that. When they came back, the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. 
Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall be by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that demons bow to you and yield to you, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Whoa. That's kind of perspective, isn't it? Luke 10, 17 through 20. What we do, what Jesus does through us, that's God working. We get excited about the wrong things. And we begin to forget who's doing them. And before we know it, we start taking credit for them. James was present when the Lord appeared to the eleven, as well as the next time when Thomas was present in John 20, verse 19 through 29. He's not mentioned in particular. He's not recorded as saying anything. He's just there as one of the 12 apostles of Jesus who would be sent into the world to proclaim the message of the gospel. Today we need men and women like James who answer the call. Even though they may never be spoken about or known by most people. Listen to the scripture in Malachi 3:16. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who feared the Lord and who meditate on his name. There's the bottom line, guys. Who cares who knows you? Who cares who doesn't know you? God hears and sees you as you're living for him. God knows everything you do. He misses nothing. Today we need in the church those who know and are willing to exercise their gifts faithfully. As unto the Lord, not man, recognizing the responsibility and accountability to the Lord. Listen to what Paul says in Romans 12, 3-6. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt each one measure of faith. For as we have many members in the body, we, but not all members, do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. And then he goes on with the gifts. What is your gift? Are you exercising it? Do you want to be Seen? Do you want credit? Do you get hurt if people don't say, boy, you're doing a good job? Be careful of all that. That's our flesh. Do it as unto the Lord. Today we need vessels of honor. Listen to Paul, 2 Timothy 2.21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. It's always um, amazing to see people who just serve the Lord. Talented people too, gifted. And they just come and they serve, they do whatever. And whether they're in a place that they're not seen or they're in a place that they're more visible, it doesn't matter to them. I love that. They just serve. The little that we know about James tells us he was such a man. He just did what God called him to do. We don't know much about him, but Jesus knows everything about him. 
Pastor Xavier Reese closes out our time for today with simple truths drawn from a character study of James, another from our special series on the Apostles. And there's much more of this message to come next time, but if your schedule won't permit you to tune in, as always, you can pick up a copy, and the title you want to ask for is simply James, the Son of Alphaeus. It's available on CD for only $4, and this might be a study you'd like to pass on to someone in your church or Bible study when you're through. Now, once again, the title to ask for is James, the Son of Alphaeus, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 